This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today. So today's topic is one that actually comes straight out of conversations with my clients. It's a conversation that I have had and continue to have actually a lot with clients even today. Um, And honestly, it's something that I make an effort to work on in my own life as well. So I have to start off by admitting that I'm actually a recovering people pleaser. It's something that I've gotten a lot better at than I used to be, but honestly, I think it's probably something that I'm going to have to stay self-aware of probably for my whole life and something I have to keep working on. Um, But so many people are people pleasers and it can be the source of a lot of struggles for people. So I want to define it first. Um, Being a people pleaser actually looks different for every person, but some aspects of people pleasing can be really common. So for the most part, being a people pleaser means that for some reason or another, you feel that you need other people's approval, that you don't want to be judged by others, that you don't want to be looked down upon, that um, you want to be respected or valued, that you want to be liked and included, that you want people to think you're competent or confident, that you want people to think you're really good at something, or you want people to include you in something. And I mean, the list goes on. But, um, you know, one or some of these may... um, well, actually one, some, or all of these may resonate with you, or you may not struggle with any of these at all. But if you struggle with any kind of feeling relating to what other people think about you, then listen on. So there are a few really important questions that I want you to ask yourself as you listen to this. And I just want you to kind of have it in your mind as you're hearing what I'm saying, and then later it'll be something that you can look back on. And don't worry, I will um, actually am making a handout that goes along with this too, so that you'll have these questions to reference later. So question one, if you worry about what other people think of you, what exactly do you worry about? So to help you answer that, here's some follow-up questions to go with it. What do you think that others think of you? So that, you know, what do they think of you that may not be positive? What would be the worst thing that people think about you? If people are judging you, what are they judging you for? What is the worst part about other people judging you? So to properly answer this question, you might have to think in terms of certain categories. So for example, if you think, um, if you have insecurities about yourself as a parent, let's say, then what do you worry that other parents or other people in general may be thinking about you as a parent? Or what might be, th- what might they be thinking about how you parent or about how your kids behave? So um, then think of a different example. If you have insecurities about your job performance, what do you think your boss or your coworkers or customers or whoever, um, what do you think they think about you and how competent you are at your job? So again, question one is, if you worry about what people think of you, what exactly do you worry about? 
Question two, when you think of being judged for this thing that you worry about, who do you imagine is doing the judging? Is there anyone specific that you worry is judging you or someone specific that you really don't want to judge you so you kind of are worried about their opinion of you? So that's question two. Who do you think is is judging you? Number three, why is this something that you worry about? So in other words, what is the root of the insecurity and why is it something that you care about? Why do you care about what other people think about you about this? So, you know, did it come from something in your childhood? Has anyone ever said something negative or judgy to you about this particular thing? Or maybe you've heard someone say something judgy about someone else and you've internalized it and worry that they could judge you. Is it something that maybe in the past you judged people about this? And now that you personally struggle with this thing, you're assuming that other people are judging you too. Um, again, possibilities are kind of endless, but, um, for, you know, what the root could be, but just try to think about why in your case, this is something that you worry about. Question four, how does your insecurity or fear of judgment about this affect your behaviors, your interactions with others and, or your mental health? So imagine that if you have worries or, well, I imagine that if you have worries or insecurities about being judged, then you likely have some stress or anxiety when you're having to do the things that you're worried about being judged for. Or you might avoid certain situations or avoid um, to avoid being judged by people. Or you may act differently with some people because you feel like you have to try to fit in in a certain way. So there could be a lot of things that you can do that, well, I mean, there are a lot of things that you might be doing differently in situations to avoid being judged. So hopefully as I'm talking and firing all these questions at you, you have some answers floating around in your mind um, and you may need to give it some more thought later. And that's why I made that um, the handout that you're going to have so that you can come back to it and maybe think about it a little bit more, but hopefully some answers are popping up for you. Okay. So now I want you to ask yourself, do I ask for help? Help. Let's define that real quick. In this context, I want you to think of help in the simplest form. If I have to do something and I'm not able to do it alone or could really use some help to make it easier for myself, do I ask for help from others? Many of you probably find that in one or several aspects of your life, you struggle or feel stressed and you don't ask for help. For example, if you are hosting a party or a get-together, and you could really use help with ideas of what to do or how to do it, or you could use some help making the intricate decorations that you just have to make because you saw them on Pinterest, or you just need help cutting up vegetables or watching your kids while you do the work. Um, another example, if you have a project to do at work and you don't 100% know how to do it, but instead of asking your colleague or your boss for help, you insist on doing it yourself, even if it makes it so much harder or takes so much more time for you to figure it out on your own. So why don't you ask for help? It can be something super small that you need help with, or it can be massive. Why don't you ask for help? 
I'm guessing that the reason lies somewhere in the answer to those four questions that I asked earlier. So take a second and try to think of something that you had to do at some point that could have, um, where you could have used some help. It could be big or small, um, but it's something that you could have used help on and you didn't ask for help. So hold that thought. And while you're thinking of that thing that you could have used help on that you didn't ask for help, I'm going to recap those questions. So keep that in mind as we do this. So question one was, if you worry about what other people think of you, what exactly do you worry about? Question two, when you think of being judged for this, who do you imagine is doing the judging? Question three, why is this something that you worry about? Question four, how does your insecurity or fear of judgment about this affect your behaviors, interactions with others, and or mental health? People pleasers come in all sizes. Some people are only insecure about one thing. It can be small or it can be large. And others are insecure about almost everything in their lives. Then you have the rest of the people who probably hover somewhere in the middle. Um, But many people don't ask for help because they worry that if they do, they'll appear weak or they'll appear like they don't know what they're doing that they'll not be that maybe they won't be respected because they needed help to begin with. So, I mean, the, the kind of thing I realize is that the sad truth is that these days a lot of the pressure doesn't really come from a single person or people close to us. It actually comes from social media. Social media teaches us that we have to do things a certain way, that you have to do it alone, that you need to juggle so many difficult things in your life, but you have to juggle them super gracefully and without any struggle. Well, I mean, that's just not possible. I don't know anyone who can do that in real life. I don't know anyone. And it's hard because people Typically, people post the most beautiful moments of their lives, and the process to create that beautiful moment is never posted. It's not talked about. Social media is full of snapshots of moments. That's it. Snapshots of moments. In no way does social media show the whole picture or the process of what led up to the snapshot of that moment. The beautiful pictures that a person posts of their you know, finished product that they made of their project or the party that they planned or the family photos they took, whatever, they don't show the stress, the arguing, the rush, the hassle, the tears or whatever that made up the process that led to that snapshot of that moment. So Unfortunately, the effect of that is that it leads to a lot of very normal people feeling incredibly inadequate and insecure about the fact that they struggle to achieve the final product or that they they included stress along the way to get to that final product. So like I said earlier, this is a conversation that um, this topic is one that I have frequently with clients. I talk to my own clients about it and people feel that they shouldn't have to have help. I mean, I'm finding this across a lot of people, not everyone, but more people than, than I think is, is, um, fair, unfortunately, but, um, people think that they shouldn't have help and, and they feel like they shouldn't have help from, you know, systems in their, they shouldn't have other, you know, people help them or systems in their life help them. So for example, 
the feeling that you should be able to remember all the things on your to-do list daily with all the kids and the job and the appointments and all of that, that if you forget to do something or don't get everything done, that you somehow suck at your life and suck at what you're doing. And that, um, you know, surely other people can't struggle like this. So obviously I'm just not good enough. If I can't get this right, if I can't get all this stuff done the way other people do, then there's something wrong with me. I'm doing it wrong. That's the mindset that a lot of people have. And it's a mindset that unfortunately can be so deep, even though clients or people in general know that this is based in an irrational thought. It's so rooted that they just can't, they can't break it. I've had so many conversations with people about the simple magic of a to-do list and reminders on your phone or post-its or whatever. And the number of people that feel that this would be considered a weakness is so heartbreaking to me. Because I think I think people are led to believe that they should just be able to manage all of these things. And that in the past they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't used to struggle with it. So struggling now means that there's something wrong with them. When in reality, guys, we are getting older. We have more on our plate now than we've ever had. We're living through a global pandemic. So if you need any more reasons than that, then we probably need to have a serious talk about your perception of reality. This phase of your life is a really, really busy phase. I don't have to know you personally to know that you have a lot on your plate right now, whether because of the things and people in your life or just because you're trying to figure out how to live a normal life during a pandemic. So many reasons that you have a lot on your plate. And for me, guys, I literally cannot function a single day in my life without multiple reminders on my phone beeping at me throughout my entire day. I'm talking about like basic daily tasks that I do every single day. Like I need an actual repeating daily reminder on my phone to remind me to put a snack in my son's backpack for school. And I need a reminder every day to remind me to give him his allergy medicine. Like these things literally need to be done every single day. But let me tell you, when that reminder pops up on my phone, 99% of the time, I haven't actually done the thing yet, and the reminder is the only reason that it ever gets done. Like it pops up, and all it's like it's I've never had this reminder before. It's so helpful to me. And you know what? I own that. I feel absolutely no shame about the fact that I need a bunch of reminders for me to function. I'm actually really thankful that a technology exists to help me with that. I'm so proud of myself, toot my own horn for how willing I am to rely on these reminders because the alternative for me is literally being a hot mess and constantly living in a state of guilt for all the things I keep forgetting to do. So if my choices are forgetting to do things, feeling awful about myself, or relying on tools and systems and technology to help me or other people to remind me, I'll absolutely take all the help. Asking for help is hard. I struggle with this. I've gotten a lot better at it, but it's not easy. It's not easy for me. And even preparing for this episode is actually really helpful for me to think about the answers 
to those four questions in my own life. Um, so it's kind of been a little bit of an eye opener. Um, I personally, I hate to bother people or inconvenience people. That's why it's hard for me to ask for help. I hate to think that someone will have to do something that might burden them. So even though, like if I ask someone for help, I feel like I'm burdening them, but someone asks me for help, I never feel burdened. If a close family or friend asks me to do the same thing that I would ask of someone else, I never feel burdened. But sometimes it's hard to think of it the same in the other way. You know, asking a family member to help set up for a party or asking a close friend to listen to this episode ahead of the general public just to make sure I don't sound ridiculous, that's something I'm trying to work on. Um, and I, I constantly fight this little voice in my head that says or asks me, like, do I really need help or can I just do this on my own without bothering anyone else? I push through it, you know, more easily than I used to, but it's definitely not a hundred percent. Actually, it's far from it, but I'm a work in progress here too, I guess. Um, so like take this podcast, I've been working on prepping things to start this podcast for months, like majority of 2021. And I learned so much and literally did all of it by myself. I researched, I listened to podcasts from other people about how to start a podcast and, all of that. And, you know, I'd, I'd run things that I learned here and there by my husband, or I would talk to my really close friend, Jenny Turley. Um, but otherwise I did it alone. Then I hit a wall. Everything was pretty much ready to go. I hit all of my goals of like what I wanted to have prepared and ready, but then I just needed to finalize a couple of things and I just got stuck. I got stuck in my head and I just stopped working on it for weeks. Um, then at Thanksgiving, just a couple of months ago, we were with family and I had a conversation with my sister-in-law, Kelly Munoz, um, and I was telling her about what I was doing and, and the podcast and she had no idea what I was working on. And she and I are very, very close, but honestly, I barely told anyone about what I was doing because I wanted to keep my own excitement kind of under wraps. And the more I talk about something I'm doing, the more excited I get. And I still felt like it was a risk. Like I didn't know if this was going to work. And so I didn't really want to talk about it and tell a lot of people. But anyway, I was talking to Kelly about my business in general, my practice, and then the podcast that I wanted to start. And she just started telling me about some of the things that she was doing administratively to help my other brother-in-law. And, um, it was amazing because this light bulb went off in my head and the stars aligned and everything it just made sense because I realized what I needed. I needed help. I had literally not considered that at all and never once thought that I'm stuck because I need help. I literally not considered it. So to you know, one thing you need to know about Kelly is she's one of those people that is just resourceful, super efficient, incredibly encouraging and supportive. And she's just amazing at whatever she sets out to do. And I knew in that moment that I needed her. I needed Kelly. Um, and of course, she's one of my close friends and she didn't hesitate as soon as I asked for help. Um, and, you know, the months I was or weeks I was stuck for leading up to that moment, just kind of all started changing at that moment because literally two weeks after I hired Kelly to help me, we launched the podcast. 
That was it. I just needed her to encourage me, to support me. I needed to know that I wasn't doing it alone, that she had my back and that she would help me in any way that I needed. And two weeks later, we launched. So you can thank Kelly for this whole thing finally happening. So yeah, I just want you to remember, like, we don't have to be perfect. We don't need to do things alone. We're allowed to ask for help. We're not weak if we can't do everything alone. And a big thing that I want you to think about is that if you continue to do things alone and insist on not asking for help, think of the people closest to you and the fact that they will continue to suffer. If you're trying to do everything on your own, then you'll undoubtedly not be able to do it all well. So something or someone close to you will suffer. If you don't ask for help on that project and you take hours extra to work on it because you're not asking for help, then you're probably doing it on your own time at home that that's going to take away from your family time. And even if it doesn't take extra time and it just causes you to worry because you know you have to go back to the office to work on it, then your head won't be at peace when you're home and your family will likely notice a shift in your mood or you'll just kind of won't be present. So you're going to cause them to miss out on quality time with you or just having you being fully present. And you might think I'm being dramatic, but trust me, I'm not. So I want you to remember that I also get to talk to people, to clients who are on the receiving end of the relationship with the person who does too much. The person who doesn't ask for help and is always stressed out or is insecure. So those people, they feel it. They struggle because you're overwhelmed. So... If you're a people pleaser, <clears throat> excuse me, then you'll likely always have an element of that in your life in some way. And that's okay. I accept that I'm always going to have parts of that in my personality. But that's why I refer to myself as a recovering people pleaser. It's something I will continue to work on. Yes, I'm better than I used to, but it's okay that that's something that I have to work on. And, you know, Hopefully, the more you work on it, the easier it gets, and it won't take as much energy as it does now. So I'm really glad that I got to kind of learn a little bit more about myself through doing this, and I hope that you get to answer these questions and that you got to you get to think a little bit about why you worry about judgment and why you worry about asking for help. So, if you want to work on this a little bit more and you want access to that form, then you can find it at thetherapypodcast.com forward slash episode five. Again, that's thetherapypodcast.com forward slash episode five. And that's the number five. It's not spelled out. And I have a new website that some of you may already know about, but it's um, www.navartwillborn.com. And you can actually find all the handouts and all the episodes on that website. Of course, you can still listen to the episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or all the, the major podcast platforms, but if you want everything in one spot, you can go to my website and find that. All right, guys, have a great day. Thank you. Bye.